Hello there and welcome to this episode 46 of the podcast. I hope you're well. Wednesday again, these Wednesdays come around really quickly and um, I'm really enjoying this concept of posting every Wednesday at a certain time. It kind of gives me a focus and a, and a kind of tag every week. So I must thank John Steele. I always mention John Steele in these in these podcasts. But I must thank him for his um, advice to, to do that. And it's something that I want to talk a little bit about today, not John Steele's advice, although I could do a podcast on that because he has some pretty good advice. But I want to talk about this concept of um, mood, you know, when we're you know, doing something because we, we have to do it or we, we, we decide we're going to do it rather than because we feel like we want to do it. The last episode I recorded, I asked, I asked people, to, or I asked people to give me some feedback. You know, what do you want more of in the in the episodes going forward? Because I was I was kind of feeling that the the, the podcast was drifting a little bit. There was a few episodes where I sort of chit chat about my week, and there was less and less personal development stuff in it, and more and more about my my kind of the week and what I'd done. And I have to say, it was it wasn't feeling. It wasn't feeling right because I've always been conscious of something, whether it's an episode of a podcast that I do or whether it's a blog. Although I can relate things that I've done in those blogs and in those podcast episodes, it really should be something more about you, the listener, or you, the reader, if it's a blog. You know, something that you can take and use and something that I think can assist you in improving some element of your life. And this month, this last month, has been a, a time for me of... What's the word I can use? I'll I'll I'll, I'll probably say studying. Um, I took on a course, and um, that course has been interesting. And I've got to say, I I've I've done a lot of courses over the years. I've read a lot of books. I've done a lot of coaching with people, as in they've coached me. I've had a lot of mentors. I've done a lot of work around personal development. And this particular course I took was probably one of the best I've ever been on. And um, it was free as well. It it was just came through. A chance um, email I got from something I'd signed up to quite a while ago, based on a book I read. But the the course itself has been going now. In fact, we finished it yesterday, and it was six weeks long. So it's been going, you know, back into March, most of April. And I just, I just felt that that's the reason I put the call out last week on the on the episode to see, you know, where does this want to go? Because I was starting to realise this course is allowing me to think about maybe my. Um, future, what what it is I want to create, what it is I want to uh, achieve, and that's something I think came up again yesterday for me. I've been doing some change to my website. Um, to mention John Steele again, um, John did some photographs of me the other week. Um, I I I recognise that the current website I have, those pictures of me in walking gear, looking a bit casual, and quite frankly. It, Going forward, that that doesn't really work for me because you know I've, the work I want to do, I, I just need to look a little bit more professional. Um, not that I can't look professional; it's just the pictures on the website didn't really reflect that. They do now. John did a great job. Um, quick twenty-minute um, personal branding shoot, as he would call them, and I've got some new pictures, and it's, it's kind of set the tone for the website in in a more professional way. And don't get me wrong. I'm still going to blog in a similar fashion. I'm still going to have my own style, and I don't want to lose that. Same with the, these podcast episodes. I don't want to lose that style. But I think we, I need to bring it more now to, if you're listening to this, you should get something out of each episode. Hopefully, we can have a giggle or two along the way, and I'll say, I might say a few things that might make you smile. But more than that, I need you to have things that are going to make you think and, and possibly challenge the way you currently think. Um, because I think we all need that. We all need to be challenged, and that's that's really what this 
this course has done for me. It's challenged some of the ways I've been looking at what I've been doing. So this morning I wrote a blog. I called it, um, Are You In The Mood? Um, or In The Mood? Question mark, I think it was, was the title. And it was about the mood and our, and our mood as far as a um, basis of motivation is concerned is very, very unre- unreliable. You know, if you had to wait until you're in the mood to do something or motivated to do something, you might find you don't get a great deal done. So I wrote a blog about it. So I'm going to talk a bit about that, expand on that in this in this episode. And then I want to share with you some things about uh, a bit of a new project I've got going, which you know, I'd like your support on. And um, I will finish off with a bit like I did in the, in the solo podcast recently, a bit about the week that was because um, I have an interesting walk to talk about. And um, I know you might not be walkers, um, but you should be. But that's further on in the in the in the in the podcast episode. For now, I want to talk about this not being in the mood. What I realised was doing this program has got me to question some of the processes and systems I've got going on in my in my life. And if you have listened to my stuff before, if certainly if you've worked with me, you will know that the the big thing for me is you've got to have a process. There's got to be um, some kind of system or a process you're using because when you've got a process or a system, you've got a framework that can be tested and can be reliable. Your mood isn't. Your mood, like I said, is very unreliable. I... I haven't blogged for a while. I looked this morning and it was the 30th of March when I blogged. You know, we're on the 21st of April today. So, Queen's birthday. Our Majesty's um, 95 today. The first, um, first birthday without um, Prince Philip. Anyway, uh, did you see his funeral anyway this weekend? Um, I saw the highlights when I got back from my walk on Saturday and I thought it was a very fitting uh, tribute and um, to, to the great man. So, um, yeah, Queen's birthday anyway, anyhow. 21st, so 21 days since I um, I last blogged. And I had the intention of blogging once a week, like I had the intention of doing a podcast once a week. Now, I have done a podcast every day of the week. No, sorry. Let me roll back. I'm getting all confused here. I was going to blog once a week, and I was going to podcast once a week. Every Wednesday, 3 o'clock, the blog lands. When I made that decision, I wrote that decision down and I put it on the list of things that I do on a weekly basis. Sometimes there's there's things I do on a daily basis, but that's the same things I do on a weekly basis. That's one of them. What I didn't do is write down that I wanted to blog every day. Every day. I've done it again. I, didn't, I was going to blog once a week and I didn't write that down. The point I'm making is having a process and a system is great, but you have to write that process or system down. So my process and system for the week, I have like a, a weekly schedule of things that I'll do within the week, quite religiously, to be quite honest. Um, a couple of them are professional things like doing the, the, the podcast and ensuring that I've um, kind of updated and backed up a lot of me written work. Uh, other things are, prof- are personal, such as, you know, I see my children on a particular day of the week. Um, I tend to uh, go walking and do something physical a couple or three times a week and walking on a weekend. So when I've written things down, there's always a bigger chance I'm going to get them done. So I'm going to talk today about being in the mood and then what we do with how we we avoid not being not in the mood, if that makes sense. Of course it makes sense. So like I said, mood, so many people are 
kind of moved by their feelings. How do you feel today? What mood are you in? You know, this is what we ask people on a morning. We'll say things, what mood are you in today? What kind of mood are you in today? Um, you know, how are you feeling today? And I was a big believer in this for quite some years of, you know, trusting your feelings, you know, how do I feel today? Let's go with the flow. Let's go with the feelings. But it isn't reliable because your feelings aren't real. Your feelings are based on the perception of something based on your view of the world. You know, my work that I do is highly um, involved with NLP. And I'm not going to get into the, the boring details of NLP today. I'm going to just say that NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, is about understanding human behavior and, and understanding stuff that works, why we do what we do. And the one thing that is, is true is that what we focus on, we tend to we tend to see more of or we get more of or what we focus on we get, I suppose you could say. But our, our feelings are based on what we see and the information we take from something we've experienced based on our past experience. I'll give you an example of this. If you, as a child, had been bitten by a dog, you say you were walking one day with your mum and dad or you're playing with your mates and the dog came up and give you a little nip. Every time after that you saw a dog, you would get a feeling of fear, would you not? Because you'd fear the dog biting. You remember what you got bitten? Oh, I remember the dog, it bites me. You associate the two together. Therefore, if a dog appears, there's some pain coming. And it would make us feel nervous, feel um, scared. Now, same situation. If when you were a child, you encountered a dog, and when that dog came up to you, it was lovely and fluffy, and it licked you all over your face, and it were all over you, and it were right playful, then your feeling of seeing a dog next time would be a positive feeling of that dog, would it not? So one person could look at a dog and fear it, and another person could be really, really excited based on their previous experiences. And that is how your feelings work. Sometimes you can feel a certain way, and you think, well, why am I feeling like this? And it's got nothing to do with the reality of the situation. It's just your perception of the situation has caused that. The reason I'm saying this is, if you rely on feeling motivated to do something, which is a feeling, feeling upbeat, feeling up for it, feeling motivated... Not every day you're going to feel motivated. That's nigh on impossible. And, and let me tell you, I've been involved in this person development game for a long time. I've known a lot of people in my 50 years on this planet. And I haven't met one person yet that is motivated all the time. It is just not. Excuse me, I'm just going to have a little drink. The trusty bottle of um, mineral water. Today's mineral water is not from um, Aldi. This is from Asda. So I'm trying a new brand today. How does it taste? It tastes. It still tastes wet. So anyway, back to the um, back to the matter at hand. Motivation and being motivated. Nobody can be like that all the time. And and those that pretend they are, you know, it's an illusion. So when you look at things online, you see people that always seem happy, always seem smiling, always seem up for it and motivated. Nobody can be like that all the time. And there's some people that are like that a lot of the time, um, but most people, most normal beings and, and humans like me and many others, you know, we have very much up and down kind of feelings and, mot and, and, and motivation. So if I relied on the motivation to do something, I wouldn't get a great deal done. Because most days I don't wake up feeling motivated. I wake up feeling a bit cranky and tired. Um, interestingly, since I've hit 50, I seem to be getting up more cranky and tired. And don't tell me it's my age. I'm not buying into that. But I have to ensure I am doing something to keep myself doing what I need to do without the need to be motivated to do it. So 
this podcast gets done because it's important to me that I do this every week. And I, you know, I have in the past done one every day for a period of time. Um, and that didn't work for me. Um, I once tried just doing it when I felt like it and then months went by without one being done. But when I made the decision to do it once a week, every week, delivered to the audience on a Wednesday at 3pm, it changed for me because I had a process in the system that I had to keep to regardless of whether I'm motivated or not. So this morning I did a blog. I've now written that down on my things I want to do. I'm going to do a blog every week. Now I've put it up today, which is Wednesday and there is thinking, do I get both things out on Wednesday? So there's a chance it'll be Wednesday. I've not finalised what day the blog will be. But this morning, I did not want to write that blog. I, I was not motivated at all to write it. I couldn't think of anything to write to start with, and I felt a bit, I didn't feel like it. But no, you're not going to feel like it every day. But what I did was I made the decision there was definitely going to be one done this week. Once I'd made that decision, wrote it down, getting it done is what the challenge is. That's the goal. That's the objective. Good, bad, or indifferent, it was going to get posted today. But I wouldn't be motivated to do it today is the point I'm making. So if I hadn't if I had gone off how I felt and do I feel motivated, it wouldn't have got done. So another week would have passed. We'd have gone into almost, you know, May without. So I could have missed a full month. Once a week, every week, blog and podcast is all I need to be doing at the moment to keep what I'm doing with the GarethBood.com stuff where it needs to be. It's not a massive task. It's not something that is unrealistic to think that could be done, but it is required to be written down and made into a structure that has to work for me. So like now, I'm, I'm recording this on Wednesday. Sometimes I record it on a Tuesday because what I'll do is with a, with a podcast, when I feel like, ah, that's a good idea, I'll, I'll run with it. Um, but today it's been done on a Wednesday. In fact, it's half past 10 as I'm doing this. It will get put up at three o'clock. So you're not always going to feel motivated and you have to then, that's when you've got to rely on yourself to just do the work, follow the process. But if you haven't got the process written down, you won't know what that process is to follow and you'll start making it up. And when you are not motivated to do something, it won't take you much to be pulled off track and to procrastinate and put it off. And we all know this to be true because we've all done this many, many times. How many times have we just looked for the smallest excuse not to do something? Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I do it with cutting the grass all the time. Well, no, I'll say that. I used to. Now I don't. Um, for reasons that I'm talking about here, what I realise now is I'm not always motivated to cut the grass, but it's got to be done. And I don't leave the task too long. So like writing a blog this morning, what, it take me 20 minutes? Um, if I'm cutting the grass, 20 minutes, half an hour each side, you know, call it an hour to the both sides of the house. Don't make things too big and overwhelming and daunting because... If you are not wanting to do something, if you're not motivated, it won't take you much to be pushed off track. But by making it easier, actually what you're doing is you're making it easier to complete it. Plus, as far as I'm concerned, doing small tasks, but more of them, are much better than sitting down and doing a big, long thing. Um, there are some people that kind of buy into the idea of doing a lot of something. Like, say you're going to blog once a week. You sit down one month, uh, one day of the month and write all four blogs in one sitting, and then you, 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 you schedule them. I know some people do that quite successfully. Um, that doesn't work for me. I like to do small and often. And I think I'm like that with a lot of things. You know, a little bit every now and again um, is far better meat for me than just one big, long stint of something and then, you know, a big gap before I do it again. But but that's a personal thing for me. You have to find what works for you. So you might be one of the persons that, you know, you like to do little and often like me, or you might be someone who likes to do things en masse. It doesn't matter as long as you know how you work and you get that written down. But you're not always going to be in the mood. So remember that. 
Something that I, I find, I still find it surprising and I shouldn't because it tends to happen to every single client I ever work with is that when I get talking to them, I'm to knowing them quite well, there'll be days I said, I didn't do that today, I just didn't feel like it. None of us, all of us at times struggle with motivation. All of us, and then when we struggle with motivation, we think we're doing something wrong. Oh, this, this is not working for me. You know, doing this is not right for me. I need to change because this isn't feeling good. No, you've got to trust the process and keep going. And I find that with the clients I've worked with, there's always come a point when they want to change something because they think this isn't working for me. It don't feel right. Fuck your feelings. I'm sorry. You know, don't buy into this what you feel like. It doesn't matter what you feel like. Stick with the process. Now, if stuff within the process isn't working, you can adjust that. But never, never um, say something's not working for you if you haven't got a process around it. Now, if you have a process around it and you've tried something for a period of time and you've done it for months and it still isn't working for you, well, then maybe, it, you know, there is something else more fundamental needs changing. But mostly what you'll find is people give up on things because they didn't feel like doing it. Because something which is always been amazing to me, but it's always been true, just as you get into the point where you're about to make a breakthrough on something, it can get really, really difficult. I find this a lot when I'm out walking. Sometimes when I'm getting to the point where it's, I'm just before, you know, the last hill I need to climb, I get really tired and fed up and want to quit. But I'm so close to completing it, to, to the easy bit coming. Now, I know on a walk, because I plan the walks and pretty much the walks I do, because I, I can read a map and I understand how the terrain is on a map, I can I can tell when it's my last, my last hill. Sometimes in what you're doing, personal profession, you don't see that it's your last hill. You don't know whether there's an ill after that. So that's why we still have, I'm going to pack it in now. People packing so close to the, 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 the kind of finish line, if you like. So you've got to keep going. You've got to keep yourself not motivated. You've got to keep yourself doing the work. This blog this morning I did was about just getting something out there. I thought if I don't get this done and if I leave a full month, that's going to make it kind of more difficult to get back into it. So sometimes what you've got to do is recognize you've slipped. So I hadn't blogged for a few weeks and I kind of knew I hadn't, but I'd ignored it. But once I became aware of it, once I became, I kind of gave voice and attention to it, I then didn't sit and dwell on it and beat myself up. Don't do that. Okay, I've slipped. I've missed a couple of weeks, three weeks. It's not a problem, but let's make sure we don't miss a fourth. Get back on the horse. You know, people always just tell when you were starting to, to ride a bike, if you didn't get on your bike every time you fell off it, you'd have never ridden a bike. How many times did you fall off before you could ride a bike? I ride a bike now and still fall off. You've got to keep going. Get back on the bike. Get back on the horse, I think is the, the term some people use. I've never fell off a horse, have you? I know. Neither, no, neither have I fell off a horse. I've never been on a horse once in my life. Last year, I think it was two years ago, in Ibiza went on a horse. Most painful experience of my life. Because you know when you see him trotting up and down, like bouncing on the horse's back, you know, you've got to bounce with the horse. I was doing the opposite. So as the horse was coming up, I was going down. Made for having painful botox for a couple of days. Anyway, back to this. If you haven't done it, recognize it. Don't beat yourself up. Be aware. Yep, I've let this slip and then get back at it. And then ensure that you've got your process written down and you're following through. The one thing that can make a massive difference, you know, to you completing something or not completing something is writing it down in a place that you're going to check. So like a journal, a diary, a to-do list, just writing it down can make a huge difference. 
Because then even if you're not motivated to do it, you will see what you what needs to be done. So rather than feeling like you need to do it, just know what you need to do. So today, blog we're done this morning. I'm doing this podcast now. I've got some more writing to do. This is all written down here. You know, after that, I'm going to put a video together. That's a video for a course I'm producing. I've got to finish some reading off. I'm going to pick Sue up from the train station when she had her hair done. Sue's having her hair done today. I didn't realise how important hair was to women. No, look, I'm going to come back to this because it's quite an interesting story, this. Um, let's just finish this off. You write it down. You keep it on a list. You make sure that's your process, your system that you follow every day. Work to the to-do list. It's really old-fashioned. It sounds really antiquated. You, know, you want to make it more modern, make a list on your phone. Um, I still do think writing with a ballpoint pen on a piece of paper is far more efficient, in my opinion, but maybe that's my age. Write it down, get it done, but don't rely on motivation. So that's that's kind of the, the first bit of the, the podcast today. Are you in the mood? It don't matter. If it needs to be done, it must be done. It doesn't matter whether you like to do it or not do it today. Just get it done. That's how we build. That's how we get resilient. That's how we grow in anything we're doing, by doing the work, doing it when we don't want to do it. Because it's always easy to do it when we're motivated, but we're not always motivated. So the people that succeed at most things in life, personally or professionally, are the ones that can do the stuff they need to do when they don't feel like doing it. And it's all about practice. Write it down, follow the list. You can do it. Right, there you go. So that's my bit today on um, on feelings. That's your personal development stuff. Let's uh, get into a couple of other things. Um, so we went for a haircutting today. I'm a bit blessed, really, in the fact that Sue is an hairdresser. Although she's a yoga teacher now and a very good one at that. And she's also a coach and she's, she does lots of things as Sue. She's a very capable woman. But the one thing she does, or she used to have, is a salon. She used to have a hair salon in Leeds in a younger in a younger life. In fact, when she was in her twenties, very very young indeed, she she had a hair salon. So she she was an entrepreneur before entrepreneurs were were even thought about. She had a, a great and a very popular um, salon in 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 Garforth or Rothwell or somewhere around here. Anyway. But so she cuts my hair. So throughout lockdown, um, I went through a right at the beginning of lockdown. I, I had the Wonderful idea to shave my head. Not quite shave, you know, but I took it down to like number one with, with clippers. And it grows longer than every two or three weeks if I want it clipping, you know. Just, can you sort this out for me, Sue? Put a little chair in the kitchen. Skips around with the clippers and, and ties around my ears and job done. So I haven't appreciated the fact that the barbers have been closed. It doesn't really matter to me whether they're closed or not because my barber's always open. She's open all hours. But she hasn't been able to get her hair done. The last time she had her hair done was in December and she had it cut quite short. She had it, she'd been growing it long for a while, then she had it cut shorter. And it's got to the stage now where it's almost as long now as it was when she had it cut last time. So she's been kind of so eager to get back to the um, to, to the hairdressers. And when we were out walking this weekend with with Rianne, hello Rianne, um, I hope you're well, you listening to this, and, and I think she's booked hers as well. So both Sue and Rianne were having this conversation about hairdressing, which was completely alien to me. The idea of colours and choosing your stylist, and they were talking about, oh, you should use this guy, he's wonderful, and this person's great at this. And I thought, this is a whole world that maybe, maybe it's just me, but I'm, I'm guessing most men are completely clueless about is the fact you have people who specifically do colouring and the people who are good at cutting and somebody setting. All these things were going on. And at this point, when I'm walking out, I'm tuned out of that conversation. I'm kind of looking at the birds and taking note of the wonderful vistas because, um, quite frankly, knowing that, I don't know, Dylan or somebody can do really good cuts and um, 
Tony. He's very good with colour. Um, he's got very little um, interest to in me. So anyway, she's gone there today, dropped her off at the train station this morning. She'll be back later. So she's so, so this whole thing around, you know, she has to plan for that, you know, going out and getting her hair cut, which I didn't appreciate. So I'm hoping she's going to come back and, and uh, I have to remember because I have, I've, well, I know I'm picking up from there and I know where I'm picking up from, but sometimes I, I've done this before where she'll come home and she's had her hair done different and I don't notice it. It's not that I'm not, you know, I don't notice things. It's just that I missed it. I didn't notice it because it wasn't that different. So today I'll have to make sure as soon as she gets in the in the car. Oh, you know, it looks lovely. Um, it normally is, by the way. I don't lie. Um, but I would if I had to because I know how important hair is to ladies. So lots of things have been happening this week. I went um, walking last Saturday. Went up to Edale. Must tell you about this because I don't know when you're listening to this but certainly this has been the first weekend last weekend where we could all poss- probably or possibly possibly probably we could go into beer gardens now i don't drink although i'm gonna have a drink now but i'm drinking water again i um i don't drink so going to a pub is not a thing i normally do but when i've been walking and it happened i think last year sometime sort of autumn summer no, latter part of or late that part of summer early part of autumn i went walking and we ended up coming into this village at the end of the walk and there was a little pub there and i thought i'm a bit thirsty i could do with a drink so i just got a soda water and lime ice and a slice and sat outside and drank this in a little bench outside this pub in a place called hepton store which is outside hebden bridge and it was lovely and, and i right enjoyed the experience so it was my intention when the weather was right to be able to do that more often, but then the pandemic came, pubs closed, couldn't do it. But last weekend, the pubs were open and the day was wonderful. Um, the first proper day when we went out and it was hot. I always know it's hot. I always know we're the first hot walk of the season because two things always happen. One is I take less water than I need. Um, so I end up going out. It's a warm day and I didn't take as much water as I could have done. And secondly, despite the fact I have had ginger ale all my life and I know the effects of what that does for you as far as skin and sun is concerned. I didn't put any suntan cream on my legs. I did it on my arms and my nose, you know, but I forgot to do my legs and I was wearing shorts. So when I got back from the, the walk, we always have a bath after a walk, a salt bath. You should have a salt bath, you know. You know, salt bath, it actually draws all the impurities out of your system and it also helps you with muscle pain. So if you do have a bath, because I know some people just have showers, if you can have a bath, putting salt salt into it and then soaking that. It's not, you know, not tap salt or table salt, you know, proper it's Himalayan salt we put in this. It, it takes away a lot of the achy bits and pieces on your body. But I got into that bath and you know that feeling you get when you know you've had too much sun, that stinging on the, oh no, I thought you'd toss a gather. What have you done? And that's when it hit me that I didn't put any suntan cream on. But we got the chance after the walk to see outside a pub in a beer garden. So there were me and Sue and our friend Rianne and we, we did 15 tough miles. It was lovely just to sit there, have a little drink. We even had a plate of chips. Plate of chips, some mayonnaise, salt and vinegar. I think there's some crisps kicking about on the table. Lovely little 35, 40 minutes to end the walk in a wonderful way. And it just felt, you know, like these simple things that we've not been able to do for quite a long time because of the pandemic just have such a sweet taste to them now. Be able to walk into a shop not just a kind of, you know, essential shop. I'm talking about going into a clothes shop, sitting outside a pub, be able to meet people outside. 
my desire for all this is not that we have another pandemic. Um, I hope that certainly doesn't happen. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that medical science will get to a point where we will be able to get vaccines for anything going forward. So this may never happen again. But we should never forget, and I hope I never forget that feeling of that, what it feels like, this newness, it's opening up. And I think it, it fills people with optimism. Because on Saturday, sat outside that pub with my um, two little pals with me, Sue and Rianne, and, and we were sat there eating salt and vinegar chips and drinking our soda water and lime. And I just thought, you know what? This is the simple things in life that I love. You know, yes, we all aspire to want wonderful, fancy things. You know how many people asking what success is? Oh, success is having a big car, lovely house, be able to travel all over the world. But whatever you do, if you are lucky enough to get blessed by having the things like the nice car, the holidays, the traveling around the world, I hope you never lose that uh, that feeling of appreciating the small things in life. And I think that's what this pandemic's certainly done for me. I'm starting to, as it's opened up again, I'm appreciating things almost like they've done it for the first time. It's not the first time I've walked outside. It's not the first time I've sat in a beer garden, but it felt different. And I think that that's something that I'm hoping we can keep this going and the feeling, because there was a kind of a joyousness about the place in Edale on Saturday. Everybody seemed happy. The weather helped tremendously. I mean, it was a lovely day. and But there was a lot of people out, a lot more than normal. And that's because we can all go out now. Clearly, we've got a social distance and we're all, everybody, everybody kept to that, quite honestly. And I have to say, the way the, the, the beer garden was set up, you went in, you had to sign in, give your name for the, that track and trace business. And then you ordered your food, or in our case, little drinks and a, and a little snack, on an app. And I thought, you know, this really works. Because normally when you have to sit in a, waiting for somebody to come and get your order, you've got to go to a bar and queue. No, sit down, chit-chatting while you're just messing about with your app on your phone, and then 10 minutes later, somebody appears with your drinks and your, and your food. I think there's going to be a lot of things after this pandemic that are going to stay. But the one thing we should not allow to slip is this feeling as we go back into it of, wow, isn't this a nice thing? Isn't it a pleasant place? Aren't these people lovely? Isn't it nice to say hello? Let's give somebody a wave. Let's give somebody a bit of encouragement when we're out and about. That kind of stuff we should be keeping and hanging on to for as long as we possibly can because it does make a big difference to, to you, the, the giver of the, the nice things said, the smiles, the, 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 the waves, and also the person receiving them. So it's a win-win situation. It takes very little effort at all. Anyway, I'm not going to go on too much longer now because I really wanted to talk to you about that being... You know, are you in the mood? So, told you a little bit about my week there. You know, I'm going to tell you about this. I was, last week I mentioned in the, in the episode, I was going to talk about, I was over the project. What I've decided to do in the coming weeks now is to start to push my care system. If you don't know what my care system is, you should go to my website, garethboo.com. This was a process and a system, so funnily we've been talking about process and systems in this episode, but this was a, a, a system, a process you can use that I invented, I discovered, I can say I discovered, I'd say I discovered better than invented, I discovered back in 2014. This helped me get out of a right hole I was in at the time in my life. And the care system is something I wrote a book about. I'm sure I've mentioned that before, the book, Taking Care of Yourself, was my, was my system written down. But I don't mention it enough, and to be honest, I've, I've familiarity, familiarity breeds contempt is what they say, but I've just got so used to it, I forget about it, I don't mention it to people. And yet it's a very, very, very good system, and every time I use it with people in a coaching capacity, 
I can see results and they can see results because it's a very simple thing to, to understand and a very simple thing to deploy in your life. So I made the decision um, a week ago that I, I would do more with the care system. Um, I, this is when I was thinking about what I'm doing with this podcast because my stuff is person development. And I do like to have the occasional rant. I like to have the occasional chit chat on camera, on, on, on tape, tape, we don't have tapes, do show me age. I like to have a chit chat on a podcast with people and talk about funny stuff. But underlying all that, this that's what garethboot.com gives me. It gives me a chance to, to play. It's a bit of a playground, really. But there is some serious business with this care system because I think it can make a difference. I think it's got the potential to change your business, change somebody's personal life, professional life. I think it will be fantastic for kids in school to understand the care system because the way I kind of pitched the care system as to what it can do is it will allow you to overcome any challenge you face and achieve any goal you set yourself. Simple as that. And allow you to become the best version of yourself you can be. So I've set up something called Care for Success. And that is a new website that is now available. So if you go to www.careforsuccess.com, you'll find it there. Now, I've only just put the page up last week. It's still very much in its um, early stages. There's a lot more to do with it, but not too much because it's not going to be complicated. Um, I'm not sure there's going to be things like a, a podcast on there. There's all, I know there's already not going to be a blog. There's going to be like a news section. But this is me now looking to push the care system out. I'm becoming more structured and professional from a kind of business perspective. So this kind of replaces what was, I think it replaces Better 24-7, which was a catastrophe from the start, quite frankly. Better 24-7 is something I played with for years. It didn't work, didn't feel right. This is this is different, and I'll tell you why it's different. It's because this is focused more specifically on training and education. Yes, there'll be well-being stuff in it. Yes, there'll be things relevant to health because that's there is a part of the care system which looks at health. But mainly it's about structure, process, and it will be delivered in a group format, classroom situation or programs. So I'm quite excited about that. So anybody who listens to this podcast, you know, go across and have a, have a look at that page, um, careforsuccess.com. That is going to be my latest project. And... I have been spending most of this this month like kind of looking at and working on things around that. So I'm excited about it. I'm still going to be doing my stuff. I'm still doing my blogs, my podcast, and hopefully I'll still be working with people one-to-one through myself. But we'll also be doing some mentoring work within Care for Success. And that is about building a team. Made the decision now that that's going to be some something where I focus a lot of my time. I want to build a group of people that can help a lot more people out. You know... This lockdown has been a tough time for us all. Like I said, it was nice to get back to some normality over the weekend. But what I am noticing is that the care system that I developed and wrote, you know, some of the problems people have faced in lockdown, they wouldn't have faced if they'd have understood the care system principles. So now it's time to take it to a wider audience. And part of me trying to sort of adjust my blog on here and adjust my episodes of these podcasts into more of a kind of, bit more person development less jokey-jokey stuff, is because it's time to go to work, time to get out there and change some people that want changing, help people get where they want to be. Because if it wasn't for people helping me out, where would I be? And um, I know the answer to that, and it's not pleasant. I've just finished a course 
That course has got me thinking about things in a different way. I've spent most of April working on that course and going through it. And it, it's kind of, at this point, a crossroads, if you like. I think we all face them every now and again. I have a choice. I can sit here and just do little bits and pieces and, and kind of mess about, or I can push on and take the care system to a greater audience. That's what I thought. So that the decision I made was to do that. I've also done something which I'm, it may not come off because there's a lot of process to go through it. I've actually gone to um, register the trademark, the care system, because I wrote the book, um, it's what I call the care system. So I've I've gone through the process of doing that recently. So hopefully, in not so many weeks' time, that'll either be declined or agreed. And if I could get that, that'd be a massive thing because I can put the little R sign next to the care system then, and I think that adds an element of professionality to it, and also it gives me a real ownership over that concept within the within the world of coaching, mentoring, business and, and, and life life coaching. Because you've got to give them kind of areas you want to keep it as a, as a trademark in. So check that out. Like I said, I don't know if there's going to be a podcast yet. There definitely won't be a blog. The blog is going to be like a news section. So rather than writing regular blogs on there, there's just going to be news. So when something new comes on that I think people need to know about or something that we're, we're developing or some new member to the team that are going to news, there'll be a blog. So it's kind of a, it's it's trying a different way of working, not unsimilar to going back to where I was when I was in business back in um, 2016, about building a team, about knowing what we're good at, doing what we're good at, delivering it to a high standard and making sure people know how we do it and why we do it and where we do it. So the next big challenge for me is marketing. I'll share that with you in my next um, episode and now that's going. But for now, remember, if you're not in the mood, don't fret it, don't sweat it, accept it, Recognise not in the mood, but do it anyway. Always follow through. You'll become much more effective personally, professionally by doing that. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. And until next Wednesday at 3pm, you take care.